Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I am your host, Vicki Nettling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to empower our listeners by sharing guests, or topics that will be able to grow your business and take it to that next level. And today we have to do that, my guest, Shay Sparks. So we're going to have some sparks flying here today. Let me tell you a little bit about Shay. She has taken the obstacles of abuse, addiction, depression, anger, low self-worth, and more to guide others to transform their trauma into treasure. Shay is the CEO, Chief Excitement Officer of Sparks of Fire International, great company name, a certified fearless living coach and trainer, host of the Power of Investing in People podcast, author of how to Get Your Voice Back, and co-founder of Firestarters Book Project. As a coach and trainer, she guides leaders to step out of their comfort zone so that they embody the tools and skills to lead your in, with intelligence, I'm sorry, emotional intelligence and intellect through Spark, your alpha program. Our theme today is courage and leadership. I wanted to talk about both of those things with her. So please join me in welcoming my guest, Shay Sparks. Well, hey, Shay. Uh, thank you, Vicki. Thank you so much for having me and listening to you read that. I'm like, oh, that's so, that sounds so great when other people read it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. You know, it's, it's a lot to be proud of. My goodness. Thank you. I always start out with the easy question uh, just to ask you to let our audience know what part of the country you call home. Where do you live? Well, I grew up in the Midwest and I recently moved to Florida. Uh, that's about mm -hmm. six months ago. So that's a change. Yes. Completely different. Yes. It's so much nicer to look at pictures of the snow. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah. One thing my brother has always said, he's never had a scoop shovel or shovel snow since he's been here. So I'm like, yes, that sounds great. Even I moved from Pittsburgh. Mm, uh, yeah. I, I live now here longer than I lived in Pittsburgh, but uh, it was so nice to not have to add another half hour, 40 minutes to defrost your car to be able to drive to work. Yeah. yeah. Or your commute because of snow or ice oh, yeah. or whatever. Yes. Yeah. So let's get right into it. How does someone step out of their comfort zone easily? Ooh, <laughs> easily is, is 
uh, is relative, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, and I don't think it's ever easy. Mm-hmm. I think it's, first of all, it's very scary when yeah. you're stepping out of your comfort zone. So I, I like to say that when you're looking at your, out of your comfort zone, when you're looking at something new, when you're thinking about taking a risk in something, yeah. a lot of times we look at the big picture. So we look at the, the hundred feet ahead yeah. rather than the next step. Oh, so the easiest way is to micro uh, or reverse engineer instead of looking the big picture to come back Mm -hmm. and just think about what is it that I need to do in the moment? What is it? What is my next step? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I think Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said something to the effect of uh, and I'm going to mess it up, but it's about taking a leap of faith is about taking the next step, not about Mm -hmm. taking the whole entire leap. Yeah, I think that's important that that if you just think of things as little chunks, like be happy with the small wins. Yes. And, and you know, when you start to pile them all behind you, you realize, my God, how far you moved ahead. Mm, absolutely. Well, you, how do you run a marathon one step at a time? That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Or for me, you just walk it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Or you drive it, whatever, whichever. You Sorry, prefer. whatever. Yeah. It's a step. It's a move. It's a, and you're moving. That's <laughs> and, and that's true. You know, that go, really, do, that is true. It is yes. action. It's those people that just sit there and think about doing it, but never do. Mm, yes. And I'll even go even further. There's a lot of people out there and I was that way for years too. It was talked about it. Yeah. I talked about taking action and yet that fear just like was so paralyzing that I didn't take action. Yeah, for sure. What advice do you give someone who wants to start a business and has no idea where to start? <laughs> oh, uh, wait a second. Is, Everybody get your pencils. <laughs> yeah. This is a fun question because I've noticed over my my career that that's literally what I've ended up doing mm-hmm. when someone asks you at least the three same questions in a, like somebody will ask you the three same questions that you have an answer to. So they're mm-hmm. asking for your advice that you have an answer to, or you have the skill set for, yeah, that is a product. Mm-hmm. And so if you then take that and to start a business just around that one thing, then that at least gets your feet wet into what is, what is next for you, but at least start with something that you already know and that people are already seeking out. So true. And believe in yourself as you go. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So how does someone build their confidence in not just starting a business, but in taking that step. It is holding your thoughts captive. Mm. It all comes back to mindset. Our, the way our brains function is that first something happens and then we have a thought about that, that circumstance. And then our thoughts create feelings. Our feelings mm. is what drive our actions. And then our actions is where we get the results. Yeah. And most of the time people are trying to figure out to get different results. <laughs> and they're like, I don't understand. How do I do this? 
And we have to, again, reverse engineer it. And we go all the way back to our thoughts, our mindset. And what is it that we want to take away from that, from that circumstance? What do we want to take away from that result that didn't work? And how do we want to apply that to what will work or how is another way to try it? Like, I believe it was Thomas Edison who tried, you know, 10,000 ways to not build a light bulb. Right. Um, And so that's kind of how mindset plays into business is if you, there'll be plenty of people, including yourself to tell you to not do it because their own, their own fear is standing in the way. And so you have to find the motivation or find your why or find your cause, find your purpose Mm -hmm. and what drives you to do that so that those emotions start to bubble up and Mm -hmm. go, yes, this is exactly why I want to do this. And then that will lead you into your action. Wow. One thing that you said there kind of sparked a thought. You, you talked about the fact that you, you really have to, to start, but there is something that always is holding your back and that is imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. How do we deal with imposter syndrome? And and we know that even the big stars and and powerful people all have it. Yeah. So I I guess it's not getting over it, but how do you control it? Yeah, I think there is no cure for it, is what I think. However, yeah. when you surround yourself with really great supportive people. Mm-hmm. who are in your corner that are going to tell you one, the truth yeah, and not what you just want to hear, but they're mm. going to be honest with you. Most of the time, the imposter syndrome is false. It's a lie. Mm. And so when you surround yourself with really great supportive people that know you and care about you and want you to succeed, they see that they already see that you're not that you're Mm -hmm. those thoughts that you're thinking that oh i'm a fraud or i'm weak i'm stupid i don't know what i'm doing they're gonna go okay and that let me show you how that's wrong so they're gonna speak life into you and that you have we have to have that that's Mm -hmm. why we're built on this world is for community we're not meant to be isolated by ourselves and for a lot of us growing up, you know, we were told that, well, you shouldn't be boastful and you shouldn't be this or that. And, and so we're always the first ones to discount what we do instead of just being appreciative of others who, who compliment us or who talk us up type of thing, you know? Oh yeah. I used to think, well, I used to think a couple of things when people would speak life into me is how I say it, I would say, well, first of all, you're just saying that it's not really true. Mm -hmm. And then second of all, it was, well, you don't really know me because if you knew, really knew me, you would know that that's not true. (laughs) And that's all false. That's all comes from fear from most of like you said, we were told when we were children. Yeah. So all of our adult decisions are based on our childhood experiences. Right. So we have to, sometimes we have to go back in order to step into entrepreneurship or step into that, that risk that we're, yeah. uh, you know, thinking about taking, we have to go back and heal those childhood uh, traumas, which yeah. 
as a small T, but they've affected our brain in a way that that's how fear shows up. For sure. For sure. So that kind of nice segue to my next question. How has fear stopped you? Mm-hmm. Well, for many years, I was in an abusive relationship and fear stopped me because I, I, I one, I didn't know how to get out and mm-hmm. be able to live a, successfully away from him um, because he would always come and track me down and find me. And I honestly just thought he was waiting to kill me. So for that period of time of my life, fear stopped me from living, like thriving. And when I got out of that and went through my own healing process, fear showed up as in the voice in my head that I thought was his voice in my head was really my own voice in my head, repeating what I had heard from childhood. Mm. And so I really had to hold my own thoughts captive to really understand that what I was thinking was not true about myself. And that's really a, a, a difficult way of action to do. But once you start understanding that, oh, this isn't right. No, that, that can't possibly be true. And you start to believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. What ends up happening again, we talked about having support when people speak life into you, you borrow their confidence Mm -hmm. for you. And then you're able to take that step. Even if it's a little one, you just take that little step and that, and then you don't die. (laughs) <laughs> like the whole world doesn't explode. Yeah. And, and that in itself goes, oh, I gained a little bit of confidence there. So that gives you that little push more of confidence to take the next step. So again, as you were talking, it made me think too, you, you know, your situation was so extreme and yet fear comes in everywhere. And I always talk to people about you know, a lot of times they'll say what's got them stuck was they have poor follow-up or, you know, missing opportunities. And a lot of times it is just the fear of public speaking. You know, they, they won't come on my podcast because, well, what if they did something wrong or whatnot is in their back of the mind, but, but they just say, oh, I forgot to email you or, you know, I, I should have said something in times gone by. So the, the fear can be in, simple things that keep you frozen from success. Mm. Well, and you just nailed it right there is that some people are fear of success. Yeah. 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 You know, I don't want to become famous because I, I like my quiet life. Yes. (laughs) Well, okay. Yeah. Well, with great responsibility, what is that? With great reward comes great responsibility. So, yeah. And just think how many people they could have helped. I know. They would have just done that speech. What if they was done that podcast or, you know, a lot of people write great books, but they don't market them because they're afraid to get out there and talk to even a small group about what great thing they just did. Agreed. Yeah. So how does fear show up for others? And we talked a little bit about that, but how else? Oh my gosh. There's so many different ways. So it's physical fear, right? Like fear of heights, fear of spiders. Like you said, fear of uh, speaking on stage. There's also emotional fear that imposter syndrome. 
You also mentioned about not following through. That could be procrastination. Mm -hmm. That's how fear shows up. It could also be um, the fear of being vulnerable, which is where I was for many years. Uh, I couldn't, I wasn't able to explain how I was feeling. In fact, even saying that I had a feeling was probably the most terrifying thing. Um, Or even like what my thoughts were or how I, you know, disagreed with someone, you know, I would just go along to be along to, to get along. Right. Yeah. Uh, to be a people pleaser. That's how fear shows up. <laughs> yes. so, so true. Yeah. There's so many different ways that is, is funny. Cause in society, we don't really talk about it. We've never learned these before. Mm-hmm. We just think, Oh, everybody experiences it. You're right. Everyone does experience it. And most of the time we think we're the only one who experiences it. And that's what I've learned through my, my training is that it is, everyone experiences this. You are not alone and none of it is true. It Mm -hmm. is literally our, our little child inside of us, just trying to stop us from making, um, taking a step that might trigger something that happened in our childhood. Yeah. As, as a leader, fear shows up also in not delegating. You know, Control. Con- yeah, sure. Yes. And not, and also fear of failure, even if it isn't you doing the, the work, but if it's failure under you, then you are feeling that. So, and that's really harmful. A lot of people get burned out yeah. and, and quit because they are overworked, overwhelmed, and all they needed to do was release and give, delegate and, and allow somebody else to do things. And that goes back to that imposter th- syndrome too. Well, and I'm going to add, ask for help. Yeah, like asking yeah. for help sometimes is the hardest thing for people to do. Yeah. When I started, I thought, well, I don't need, I've been doing this for a long, long time. I don't need a mentor or a coach. And then I thought, well, wait a minute, you're coaching me. (laughs) And and it was the best thing. It makes life so much easier Mm -hmm. to be able to be part of a community that has like-minded people and throw off ideas and challenges and, and talk about your fears with people that really understand it. You know, maybe your husband, your kids, your friends don't understand what you do, but it's great to have that support, right? Absolutely. I agree. So we talked about spark your alpha. What does that mean? So I have been given the gifts of acronyms. And so alpha stands for awareness, leadership, purpose, hope, and alignment. And it is a, a pro- training program that I take leaders through to really, one, help them with their self-awareness, but also the awareness of opportunities. Mm. A, a lot of times we get so focused on a goal that we have our blinders on and we totally miss all of the opportunities that are around <laughs> yeah. us because we're so focused on the thing in front of us. Yeah. Also on leadership, leadership is sometimes even when we are a leader, let's say in our, in our career path, Mm -hmm. we're wrapped up in the identity of that Mm -hmm. title. So then we have to take a step back and really look at all the different ways that we lead, especially Mm -hmm. in our lives, but also ourselves. Yeah. 
And so it's being able to, to kind of peel away that identity layers mm. to just kind of see who we really are and what yeah. we value as a leader. And then purpose is really our why. Why yeah. do we want to do what we do? Why do we want to move forward? Why do we want to take a risk? What does that look like? And uh, hope is the opposite of fear. Like, and, and not just the opposite of fear, it creates that ability to continue going when you don't want to stop. Can, the aspirational hope keeps you going. So even when that fear shows up, you're like, but I want to do this because mm -hmm. I can see this, that aspirational hope, that's what keeps you going. And then the last one, alignment is when all of those literally line up. How, what does that look like for you? What does that feel like? Mm -hmm. And how will you know that this is alignment in, a, in alignment of what you're doing in alignment mm -hmm. of your values, your goals. And I say goals lightly. It's more about your intentions, mm -hmm. your intentions for life and what that looks like. So really we get down kind of how, how alignment shows up. And I could see if, if you were doing a daily affirmation that it would be great to kind of think about each of these things and have that in your affirmation to really build that self-confidence and, and that, um, I guess, a tool to be able to fight that imposter syndrome and all that fear that you might have creep Absolutely. up. Absolutely. And I will share with you, if I may, affirmations is one of the major tools that really shifted my mindset for me. And had I not tapped into that before it was a thing, before people were talking about I am statements, I really found an article and started doing it and it just shifted everything for me. And, mm. uh, and I even made the aspirational hopes of I am statements and had them all written out on postcards. <clears throat> and it's crazy to think now, looking back that I can, for my career, I can check all of them off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I find putting it in the morning and the evening in my calendar as a meeting. There you go. It helps really to, to make sure you do it. Yes. And how do you be a spark of hope amid all of this change that we constantly, <laughs> change isn't going away. So yeah. how, how do you do that? Well, change is constant, right? Yeah. So it goes back to intention. Uh, mm -hmm. How do you want to show up in the world? Yeah. Um, and, and really kind of goes into your purpose as well. Mm -hmm. We have a, a bigger meaning here than, than just showing up for this podcast. We have, we are changing lives by, by our words. We are changing lives by our example. Mm -hmm. And every single one of us has gone through some sort of thing, an obstacle, and I fully believe that when we share the lessons that we've learned from the obstacles that we've overcome, we ignite a tiny spark of hope, love, mm -hmm. connection, and community. And when that spark is lit, the whole world lights up. Yeah. And so if you can just find the thing that you want and practice being it, being that change, that is what will continue to be your why and to keep driving you forward. Many years ago, I was awarded an Ember Award and 
And the thing that touched me was their explanation Mm. is, you know, there are a lot of people that will say, you know, I want to be the fire. I want to light the fire under you. But if you think about it, an ember is that, that slow burning constant and, and that, and you have to have that ember to get to the fire, to the flame. And I think, you know, that's what you're doing is you're, you're, you're that ember that is lighting Mm. that next person. Thank you. That's beautiful. I love that. What is time now for rapid fire? Okay. For everybody, as a reminder, rapid fire is just a word or phrase and she can just answer in uh, one word back or uh, explanation for a minute or so, but it's just for us to get to know her a little bit better. Sure. So please tell us briefly about your Firestarters book project. Mm. So Firestarters book project started out in the middle of the the global pandemic during um, I had a two month shutdown as a salon owner. I was at the time I was deemed as non-essential. And I also have all these other businesses at the time. And I thrive in networking events Mm -hmm. and, and connections and to go into isolation. It was like, yeah, this is not for me. So I thought, well, what if I created a networking connection type of thing where other co-authors and I connected inside a book and then we shared our stories where we were the change and why this is, why being the change is so important. And it, I put it out there and um, I have some amazing people and partners that I've partnered with and some amazing people that I just know in the military and not in the military who are coaches and podcasters. And they came together and they said, I want in. And it's just been this, it's like a slow burn. It's exactly what it is. It's become a movement Mm -hmm. um, to connect other people who are being the change and being connected to each other. So that is what Firestarters Book Project is. And we are always looking for co-authors for our future collections. We're getting ready to launch our next collection soon. And so um, we're always looking for new co-authors who want to be connected in a group like this into a community who are the change they want to see. And having been in a, one compilation book and having two more in the works, uh, actually three, what I find is they're so easy to read because each author's story is different, Yes, but, but it's interesting. So it's like you're meeting, you've gone to a party, but instead of only many, meeting one or two people, you get to inside track to eight, 10, 25. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really fast read. So I love compilation books. I do too. I do too. Social entrepreneurship. Mm. So that is something that I has always been near and dear to my heart. And I was kicking it around. Like, how is this? What is this? How, what, how can I be involved in it? And back then Tom's shoes Mm. who had just kind of came on the scene and I loved their whole buy one, give one uh, business plan. And I just was going along knowing that I was 
needing to change and branch out into something new, something Mm -hmm. bigger. And I didn't know what it was. And so I was Googling and just typing in words and somehow I don't know, other than the the grace of God or yeah. universe, whatever you want to call it, I call it God, uh, that I came across that a local university was holding a symposium for social entrepreneurship. Mm. And so I attended. Now, what's funny is when I go, I had no idea what I was stepping into, <laughs> but it's me and about 150 other people and about 125, 29, 30 are professors. Wow. <laughs> and there's like a handful of 20 of us that were entrepreneurs. Wow. And it was uh, basically a conversation with professors on how to teach this. So cool. Right. And then they (laughs) said, you can get certified in it. And I was like, yes, I want to be certified in social (gasps) entrepreneurship. And so it's so fascinating to me why, and I don't say why, I believe that that is where our ecosystem is going. Yeah, for sure. Every corporate America, every Fortune 500 company, we are going to start looking at how they can partner with nonprofits to really leave a bigger impact than just their, the impact that they're having in their product. Yeah. Yeah. And as someone that loves to volunteer and give back, that's something that I think for years and years, uh, I have, um, I mean, I've migrated to companies that did that. And I always hate some of the companies that their, um, their limitation to, well, who they will give to. And but you can't give to everyone. I understand that, but yeah, that always frustrates. All right. Embracing change. We talked to that a little bit about that already, but. Mm, Embracing change. What shows up for me is leaning in to the uncomfortableness. Yeah. For me, it's not saying no immediately. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Well, and to that embracing change is, um, if someone asks me to do something, it's either a heck yes, or it's a no. Yeah. Yeah. How did you get your voice back? (laughs) Uh, it was definitely that holding your thoughts captive thing. And Mm -hmm. I journaled, I've been journaling for most of my life and, during that healing process, even before that healing process, I was journaling and that's when I came up with the affirmations and all of that. And one of the things I noticed is that I was started to write down the things that I was hearing myself say. And so I call it a brain dump. Yeah. And I just started to write down all the nasty horrible things that I would never say to another human, but for whatever reason, we say it to ourselves. Right. So I wrote all that down and I went through and I almost kind of did like a, a a release ceremony uh, (laughs) for it. And I said, I am no longer blank. And I would repeat that. And then I would write the opposite. Oh, nice. And I would say, I am that. And then I went even further and I went back to that aspirational help, hope thing. I looked at people who inspire me. Uh, yes. 
And I wrote, I, and I looked at who is it that, what is it that their characteristics have that I really like? And I wrote those out. And then I said, well, if we are a mirror of what we see, then I am also that. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And, and thank you. And that is basically that, well, based, not basically, those are a few chapters in, in my book, actually, how to get your voice back. It is a prompt journal. And just to do those four exercises was life altering for me. Yeah. And to hear some of the, my, 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 my readers who have, have done the same, they were like, I had no idea. I had yeah. no idea that I was thinking that about myself, or I had no idea that that whole, like, we're a mirror of what we see. And then to write out the, I am inspiring, or I am courageous that mm -hmm. you, they see in the other leader, they really go, wow. I mean, there were tears Yeah, because most of the time we don't acknowledge ourselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What would be an ideal client for you to have? Mm. Gosh, um, well, there's a lot <laughs> of, of ideal clients. So one of the things that I am doing right now, actually, I'll, I'll start there. So one of the things that I'm doing is I am working with professionals who want their own podcast and have no idea where to start. And you should go with her because it's having a do, done it for you is the best. Yes. And what I do is actually interview them for mm -hmm. their own show. Oh, so, good. so they can then take like the, the, they're the expert professional, like a doctor, a, a dentist, a, a, a financial planner. And we can really talk about their, their, clients pain points. Yeah. We can talk about what their FAQs are on their website and really go into detail where it's not just a, a paragraph that you read, that you really get to hear a story mm. along with why this, this question is so frequently asked. Yeah. And so then I, I go with that with them. And then my team and I, we take care of all the back end stuff. And what we, the thing I love about this is that we are, we, are able to transcribe it. So then we hand it back, all the assets back to the company. And I train their staff on how to use those uh, assets, especially the transcribed assets for their website, for blogs, mm -hmm. for their email marketing, for you know whatever it is that they're looking yeah. for. It could be their ebook next, or it could be their actual book. And so it's podcast to publications is, is the, what I'm doing. And it's just been so freeing yeah. <laughs> to share the tools that I have learned. Yeah. yeah. This is, this is one of the best ways to get your next book. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. I'm sure there has to be a favorite memory from the past two and a half years. Oh, with all the pain there have been gifts. Yeah. So in, well, I'll tell you the worst pain, the first memory that led into the best memory. So in uh, Memorial Day of 2020, the, unfortunately, the day that um, George Floyd 
passed away mm. that morning. My brother passed away oh, so from, from COVID. And out of that, my other brother um, from Florida had come to Kansas City for the, the service and and then stayed with me for a week. And he said, when are you moving to Florida? And mm. so he had been asking me for 28 years. <laughs> and so then the following year, so that was last year, mm-hmm. um, I decided to take the month of June off from the salon and drive to Florida and try it on. And I stopped at places along the way and I did podcast interviews and, and talk about my book. So I called it a podcast and book tour (laughs) (laughs) and it has, and it started something, it started a movement for me. And so now every June, that is my goal is to literally go on the road and do a podcast and book tour. And, um, so then that last year was from Kansas city to Florida and back. And I was meeting with amazing people, amazing friends, seeing some people, meeting people for the first time. I was on radio shows. I was on their podcast. They were on mine. And then this year I went to, uh, I did the West coast. So I flew into San Francisco, drove down to LA, San Diego, Mm. back up through Vegas, and then, uh, park city, Utah and Salt Lake city. And again, so good. That's just good. Just the same thing. Like to be able to connect with people, is really what it boils down to. Those mm-hmm. are my favorite memories is connecting with people and all the conferences, the podcast conferences that I attend. It's just, it, it's literally just a big happy family. Yeah. Well, it is time now for me to warn everyone that is listening in that I'm going to be sharing my screen with contact information and I will read the website for you. So go get your pencil and paper. So you can reach her by going to her website at www.shaysparks.com. That's S-H-A-S-P-A-R-K-S. Again, that's S-H-A-S-P-A-R-K-S, shaysparks.com. She's all over social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. She has a couple Instagrams. I think I double did your Instagram. I'm sorry. I say Instagram there and it's Twitter. So I'll fix that before we post this. (laughs) No worries. So she is all over. Just go search Shay Sparks at the social media. And when you go to her website, I'm going to let her just talk a little bit about what you'll find there. You can go to my website at like, um, Vicki had said shaysparks.com and you can connect with me with all the social media links there. You can also send me a message um, on there's a calendar link there. And I will also mention that my podcast, the power of investing in people podcast on every episode, you can go to the show notes and there is a calendar link there as well, where you can connect with me where you can literally go to my calendar, book an appointment that works best for you. And we can, we can hang out. We can have this kind of chat, but most of all, we can talk about how I can support you and what you're doing, whether it's podcasting, whether it's coaching or it's a veteran or business resources. I am a plethora of information and I know so many people. So I do help the veteran community, but I also help as you, we heard social entrepreneurs as well. So 
definitely connect with me. I'd love to hear from you. And thank you for listening. This has been fun. Well, it has been such a pleasure having a conversation with you, Shay, and you shared stories, lots of great tips, advice, some things to be thoughtful about. And I encourage everyone to go out to Shay Sparks' website to be able to um, connect with her, but also go out to to our social media uh, with my Find Your Leadership Confidence but also all of her websites. Comment on what you uh, heard and connect. You know, a lot of what we do is about the connections as we talked about. And doing that through social media is just that first step to making a difference. So thanks so much for being a great guest. As always, I remind people that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride this is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.